are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Hi, here we go. Let her rip, tater chip. <laughs> Hour number two of the show, off and running with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. All right, so hour two, we are off and running in just a few minutes. If everything goes according to plan, we'll get a chance to talk baseball with Scott Berry from Southern Miss, fresh off yesterday's win for his team, advancing to a super regional that they will host this weekend against a team they played twice this year, and they split the Ole Miss Rebels. So more on that in just a bit. First, though, let's jump over here to start the hour on the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line, Lynn. On line one. What's up, Lynn? You there, Lynn? Talk about that. Hey, yeah, can uh, you hear me? Okay, yeah, I got you. Go go ahead. I was, I, I, you transitioned to baseball talk, so I'll be quick. I was just going to say, y'all was talking about the Arizona fuel price to get out there. Now think about an 18 wheeler going out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you know, so, I mean, I, I'm a novice, Lynn. Is it diesel? Is it always diesel? Uh, yes, in an eight-day weather, yes. Right, so you're talking about yes, easily, I mean, even here, it's way up over $5 a gallon, right? Right, and the, the cheapest gas price I've seen the last time I was in Arizona, I believe, was over five thirty, mm. And that's been about a month back, and I'm pretty sure it was over five thirty for gas. Whew. Diesel was about five ninety five. Uh Diesel in California was like 8 <laughs> Man. Yeah. So that's why everything's so high. But, uh, hey, I'm not no USM fan, but uh, to the top. There you go. <laughs> I've heard that a bunch, <laughs> Lynn. I appreciate it. Thank you. <clears throat> I've heard a lot of that. I mean, like I said, we talked about early in uh, the first hour. You know, if on a personal level, it'd be great if you could, if somehow – Scott Barry and Mike Bianco could both go coach games in Omaha, but that ain't the way sports work, right? And, you know, it's it's really easy to get behind Southern Miss, root for them. A lot of people rooting for Southern Miss. And, um, man, such a great atmosphere. And you talk about a pleasure to watch. And they play the game the right way, um, emotional when they need to be, uh, locked in when they need to be. Uh, and it's resulted, and they're not there yet, you know. And if you're in that clubhouse, the journey really is just beginning. I mean, those of us on the outside, we're already patting them on the back <laughs> and offering congratulations. But when you're in it, when you're in the helmet, or you're, you know, you're in the shin guards, you're in the batter's box, you're on the mound. It's just getting started. Um, nowhere near finished. That's the approach. But like I said, I, we still feel as though we can offer. Some congratulations and celebrate to this point. It's a heck of a deal for the entire state of Mississippi. I'll say that much. All right. On your radio right now, they're at the top of college baseball right now, that's for sure. Still with work to do. He is the head baseball coach at Southern Miss, Scott Berry. Fresh off that win, a one-run win yesterday over the LSU Tigers. It advanced his Golden Eagles to a Super Regional that they will host this weekend 
with Ole Miss coming to town. It's going to be a heck of a deal. Coach Barry, really do appreciate some time here on the, the day after what was a big win for you and your program. Um, did you sleep? Did you get any rest? Well, I finally did. Uh, my wife was like, you know, you need to go to bed. And I was, she said, I know you're exhausted. I said, no, I was exhausted Saturday night after that gut punch that they gave us. And, and we lost that game. Now I'm just, I'm, I'm too wired to try to sleep. So uh, I eventually went to sleep and, and did have a, a great wake up this morning. And uh, it's a great day in, in our program. And couldn't be more proud of, of our guys. Uh, Matt, I mean, obviously you've, competed at a very high level and the goals that you set at the beginning of the year to to see those after a lot of hard work and a long long journey uh to date man it's so rewarding to to see our guys with those smiles and hugs and just all the excitement as we get ready for the next step no question and you know watching it yesterday coach um a one-run game just like the other night it went the other way this a one-run game goes your way you have to grind every out, every at bat to get the win, and you could point. You could. We got. You got so many guys. You could single out things that happen, but it's hard to not start with Danny Lynch and the day he had yesterday, isn't it? Oh, it is. I tell you what, he is. He's one of our captains. He's one of the guys that really is there when things are tough and, and trying to get people pulling them up and encouraging them. And you got to have that on the inside, you know, coach. Uh, coach can only do so much, you know, and, and a lot of it plays in the hands of, of those leaders within your team because they spend the most time with each other. And, you know, Danny's one of those kind of guys that, that just has that ability to lead and, and lead by example, lead by by his actions, his, his, his voice. And, uh, you know, his day yesterday, three for four, and that all-important sack fly to give us the go-ahead run in the top of the ninth. And then, and then made the play of the game. Mm-hmm. Bad. I don't know how many of your listeners watched it, but LSU, the first out in the, the bottom of the ninth, uh, I mean, a guy just absolutely hits a, a laser that, that he's able to, to catch in a tough play at third and, and retire the runner on a 5-3. So, outstanding day for him and, and, uh, and all his teammates. You know, Coach, you brought it up. I was sitting here with that in my back pocket, going to throw it at you and try to impress you, okay? Because I was going to point out, after everything he did at the plate, and then in the top of the ninth, he's a hero. He drives a run in, but he's locked in and made, yes, I mean, you sort of described, you said it's a play of the game. You won't see a hotter, harder shot, one hopper to a third baseman to sort of handcuff him that play that he made, and that's the way LSU has won some games, isn't it? As they come back and do something in the bottom of the ninth and get it going, if he doesn't make that play, I mean, we could be having a different story. Well, you know, we couldn't we couldn't have put him away on, on Saturday night. I mean, the same thing there in the eighth inning. And, you know, we're we're sitting there and, and actually in the ninth inning, and we're, we're up four in the ninth, and, you know, we're one out away. Mm-hmm. And, uh and just couldn't get it done. We were one strike out away and, and couldn't get it done. So being only up one run against that offensive club that they have, uh, you know, you certainly you, you weren't just sitting there in a rocking chair watching it, <laughs> watching it unfold. You know, you were, you were on your tippy toes, you know, just hoping that we'd make the plays and, 
you know, you can't say enough for Tyler Stewart. The young man hadn't had a lot of opportunities, uh, you know, throughout the year. I think coming coming into to our, to that outing there, he had been in. Uh, I guess that was his twentieth appearance. Uh, but you know, in all honesty, he's only had thirty seven innings on the year. But he pounded the zone, got that first out with Danny's help, and then got a rollover four three ground ball, and then got the all important swing and a miss strikeout to to give us that regional championship. Scott Berry, head baseball coach, Southern Miss, on your radio right now. And we're looking at that big win yesterday, 8-7 over LSU to win the regional in Hattiesburg, and now they're going to host uh, a super regional this weekend. Coach, um, is so every run's important. You know, and getting it started, I know it wound up being a back-and-forth deal, but to get it started when, when Peto hits that home run to start the ball game, and I mean – it's huge because there's confidence there from the beginning. There's the feeling of we're going to win it, which you have to have to pull it off regardless of how it goes. When's the last time you had a leadoff guy go hit 16 home runs in a season? <laughs> well, you know, Carson's a, a redshirt freshman and has done a great job. Of course, he hasn't he hasn't held that spot the whole year. Mm-hmm. Gabe Montenegro has normally been our, our leadoff, but when Gabe – Gabe got hurt earlier in the year and, and took a ball to the face at the plate. Um, you know, he was out, and I had to make a move. Uh, Gabe had been for the last four years our leadoff guy. And somebody had to go up there, and, and Peto, I'd been hitting him in the eight hole and, and doing a really good job. I liked the way he took pitches and how he was working his at-bats. And, you know, it came down to who, who do I want to have the most at-bats in a game. And, and Carson was the guy that kept coming to my mind and not knowing if he was that typical leadoff hitter that we want but you know he embraced it really well and, and you know I think we're like 16 and 0 with him in the leadoff spot and uh you know it does a great job and you know on that swing that you talked about yesterday to to really kind of make a statement that we weren't going away and we were continuing where we left off the night before you're always kind of worried you know after that gut punch obviously on Saturday and we lose it and now we have to face Kennesaw State who is coming off a win on Saturday to extend their season? Um, so you know we're we're really you know we're it's a battle of two emotions: one that has momentum, the other one that's trying to get it back. And that Kennesaw State game, we're three outs away from being eliminated. I mean, literally, we were fixing to be the third place team in this regional, mm-hmm. and but we were able to to get it going and in the uh, in that late inning there in the game, and Sarge hits a walk off, and all right, so now you. No, you have to win that one to play the second one, and we do that. But do you have enough? Do you still have enough in the tank to come back and beat a LSU team that you know that that gave us an emotional loss on the night before? But our guys, you know, they they never checked up. I mean, they got after it on Sunday or yeah Sunday night to win that second game and 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 then put us into the championship yesterday. Of course, you kind of wonder you worry about you know was did you just do too much the night before the, you know, was it one of those kind of things? But then when Pacho comes out, leads off with that home run, it was kind of like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. You know, sure. we're here and we're on a mission. So that was a big, big at bat. Man, I know it, it's, it's sort of preaching in the choir, isn't it, coach, uh, from me, but the, the razor thin margin, the margin in these regionals, you just said it. You're, you're an out here, a pitch there, an inning here from, being third place in the regional versus winning it. I mean, the margin is just so thin when you get in the postseason, isn't it? 
It is. And let me tell you something. It was like that every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, they were all, you know, at one time, except for, you know, LSU. Heck, they were down. They scored 10 runs in that inning. I mean, Army was up like, uh, I think, I mean, it was like they were up 10 to 4 or something, 11 to 4. They were up 11 to 4, and they came back and scored 10 runs in that inning. Um, but up, And that was late in the game. That was like in the eighth inning. I know it was in the eighth inning. I left the game in the eighth to try to beat the traffic out of here. And uh, so, you know, there was, this was a really strong regional. And then also, you know, I really want to give a shout out to the fan bases showing up. Had to be one of the top five in the country of the 16 regionals and and atmosphere and just the excitement and attendance. And, you know, not uh, not only just by our fans, you know, LSU fans, which you knew they were going to show up and our fans have shown up all all year long. It was just a terrific atmosphere, Matt. I mean, just Mm -hmm. one that... I'm very proud of and our fan base how they how they came out and supported. What does hosting this super regional with Ole Miss coming in? What does it mean? Do you think for the town, for Hattiesburg, the community, certainly the university, and definitely your program? Like, how do you sort of put in a box and tie a bow on it so I can understand just how much it means? Well, I think it means everything because our community has really embraced our program. I hope it brings a lot of attention to our university as a whole and, and how much it, how important this university is to this town in South Mississippi and, and people understand uh, the, uh, the economics behind it and what drives a lot of the economy around here. Certainly these events uh, that we're fortunate to host and, and that, that we work hard to try to try to host is a big part of that. But you know, uh, you know, just bringing it to, to Hattiesburg. We had the conference tournament here, which was huge. We had the regional here, and now with the super regional, there's uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, financial money that's that's poured into this community and, and much needed, like every community needs. Sure, Coach Scott Berry is a head baseball coach, Southern Miss. They beat LSU yesterday, eight seven, win the regional. They're going to host Ole Miss. They are two wins away from Omaha. A lot of water's got to go under the bridge between now and then. They're going to play that first game on Saturday. Coach, uh, I was watching yesterday the boat paddle. You may have been asked this before, but what's the story of the boat paddle uh, in the dugout when things get going well? Well, it just started this weekend. Actually, I think it just started on on Sunday. They asked that in the post-game interview yesterday. I really didn't know the answer. Uh, Danny Lynch didn't really know the answer. I think Charlie Fisher just kind of picked it up and you know, just trying to, as crazy as baseball is, and just trying to, the shenanigans that are a part of the game, I guess that was one of them. And that was uh, just something that he saw that we uh, we could we can pull power out of or, or whatever. And so somehow it, it appeared in the in the dugout. Now, I can tell you what it's used for. It's used for mixing the Powerade powder in the coolers. That's what it's used for. So, uh, But I guess now it's, it's, it's took on a whole new meaning. For its use as well. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I was just fixing to ask, you know, I, was a boat paddle just laying around? But I'm glad to know that he, he didn't find the boat paddle and bring it to the game, uh, especially to wave it around. It was just there. It was handy. That's uh, good to know. But really, it's sort of um, <clears throat> emblematic of the atmosphere yesterday, wasn't it? Is that everybody from foul pole to foul pole, in and out, 
was pulling one direction, and it kind of takes that to, I don't know if you want to call it luck or what, but you got to have something that kind of swings it your way, and every little thing helps, I guess. It does, you know. I mean, you know, at this time of the year, I think everybody's looking for just something that gives you an edge. I, I know I had a buddy come over the house last night. He said, "Man, I even went and changed my underwear in the third <laughs> inning," you know. And and I didn't, I didn't go that far. But I tell you what, there's some things that I just I ask sometimes to myself. I go, "Are you crazy?" You know, just you know, sometimes I'd wear sunglasses if we scored. If we kept scoring, then I'd take them off, or I'd, I'd keep them on. If we didn't, then I'd take them off. And, <laughs> am I gonna Am I gonna wipe the sweat off my head this inning? You know, it didn't work last. I mean, sometimes it'll absolutely drive you crazy. You know, just trying to figure out a way to get some momentum and get some runs at times. Well, and you know, and I use the word luck there, coach. But you know, really, it's it's not taking anything away from your team or any team that wins in the postseason to say this, but isn't it true? That to win anything in the in baseball, um, you, it's just that luck, whatever that is, has got to go your way. It, there's a luck factor, well, isn't it? I agree. I mean, there's so many variables in the game of baseball that can 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 go a different way. You know, whether it's the bounce of the ball, whether it's a call here that would have been a one-two count now, but now it's a two-one count advantage hitters. I mean, there's just or you know that that pitch meant the difference between a strikeout and now a home run that changed the whole complexion of the game, you know, to where, you know, a lot of times I see in replays where I think it should be overturned or it should stand, and it's just the opposite. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. What is going on here? So, I mean, it, you're right. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of luck. But, you know, um, you know, you got to play hard. you got to do a lot of good things well to win baseball games. It's not easy to win them. And, uh, you know, as a team, you've, you've got to put forth the effort. You know, you can't miss on opportunities. You got to create those opportunities and you got, you know, for the most part, you have to earn everything that you get. No question. And last thing, coach, you, you got an old Miss team coming in there that you're familiar with, played them twice this year, split, beat them in Pearl. They get the win four to one, got an excellent start on the mound in the Hattiesburg game, but it'll be different, different pitchers on the mound. And they seem to be about as hot as anybody. Right now, went three and zero in Miami. What kind of challenge are they? Oh, they're a huge challenge. You know, I have the utmost respect for Coach Bianco and his program, and I always have. I mean, Mike and I have been good friends for a long time. You know, I feel like he's uh, he's a man of, of integrity, character. I think he does things the right way. His players, you know, they they're professional uh, when we play them, and um, well, I'm I'm happy for him and his program. I know they were. Uh, I guess you could consider it very lucky to have gotten in the regional. Uh, but, you know, sometimes, like we just said, you've got to be lucky, and that's exactly what's happening. And they've taken advantage of the opportunity that's been given to them. And you're right, they're playing a, a very good brand of baseball. We know they have very good players. Uh, maybe as the whole year played out, maybe it wasn't the year that they were wanting or everybody was expecting, but it doesn't matter. That's all behind you now. It's what you're doing right now. It's the same way with us. You know, we've had a terrific year. There's a lot of great things that have happened to us this year, and, and we've earned every bit of it, but that's all in the past. It's where you are right now in the present. Mm-hmm. Coach, uh, tip of the cap to you. Can't wait to watch what's going to be the proceedings this weekend. The atmosphere will be absolutely busting at the seams. Again, congrats. Thanks for a fun ride so far, and here's to it continuing. Thank you. 
Oh, Matt, thank you very much. Yep. Talk to you soon. That's uh, Scott Berry, head baseball coach, Southern Miss. Uh, look, I mean, what do you want? <clears throat> I mean, what else do you want <laughs> for a, a super regional? You're going to have in-state foes, two coaches that think a lot of each other and have coached against each other a hundred times, it seems like, over the years. Um, have uh, recruited the same players, will continue to recruit the same players, a lot of them, especially locally. And Southern Miss hosting that thing in Hattiesburg. First game is Saturday at 3, game 2 Sunday at 3. They'll play Monday if necessary. Let me just tell you, that ball game yesterday, um, you know, on the mound, they Southern Miss sent five guys to the mound and they walked five batters the whole ball game. And you're talking about an LSU lineup that they, they've been hot hitting a baseball. And they've got first-rounders in their lineup. And so you're throwing a whole bunch of strikes and not walking anybody. They really got it done. And, and nobody was on the mound for longer than a couple of innings. They kind of piece that thing together. And then, like you say, at the plate, Lynch goes three for four. And I'm just telling y'all, Coach Barry, I had it loaded. I was going to impress him by bringing it up because I thought it was the play of the game, too. Lynch drives in the go-ahead run, makes it 8-7 in the top of the ninth. But in the bottom, when he came back and made that, that stab over there at third base on a absolute rope one hopper that would have been a leadoff guy for you know getting on base for LSU, he made that play. I mean, it's a play of the game. The same guy who just drove in the run in the top of the inning. It was huge. Go back and watch it if you didn't see it. All right, hour two underway. Hope you enjoyed that interview. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right, back. Love it when a plan comes together. What are y'all talking about? What's everybody talking about? We we did have some Arizona football discussion just a little earlier, and it was going back to what yesterday's show because team number eighty nine in the countdown of a hundred teams was Arizona, and so we previewed them, and they're on state's schedule. They play them in week two of the year. State's got to go out there. Started talking about the state of Arizona. Jason, who lives out there, listens to the show online, and he commented, he called earlier. He was giving us sort of the lay of the land, what it's like there in September, all of that. And somebody was asking, uh, you know, what's Mike Leach's record? Because, you know, he was in the pack for a while at Washington State. What's his record against Arizona? Will looked it up, and uh, Leach is 4-2 and two versus Arizona. And that includes a win in 2016 that beat them 69 to 7. How about that? So thanks for doing the research there, Will. Well, actually, Will asked the question, then looked it out up himself. <laughs> so he answered it himself in the comments on the live stream on YouTube. So that's one way to be a part of the show. You can also text me. I'm going to get some text now on the uh, country pleasing text line. But with that said, I will tell you, we do have team number 88. On the countdown of 90 teams in 90 days coming up later in the show. 
And we're getting late in the show, so it's got to be pretty soon. You ain't going to have to wait that long for the countdown. Team number 88. That I won't give you any hints. I just poured my mug full of coffee in my High Point Roasters mug. Highpointroasters.com. High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Highpointroasters.com. It's the best coffee you're going to have. the best I've found. I love it. So I got a mug full of coffee. I got no excuses now not to be excited and ready to go, ready to move forward. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Let me get over to the text line. I missed a few here a bit ago as we were talking with Coach Scott Berry. Rusty was looking at gas prices. He said, uh, Matt, really excited about my trip to Arizona. Flight is booked, 430 bucks round trip. Hotel booked, 500 bucks for two nights. Tickets to the game, $37. He says, that total beats the heck out of driving with high gas prices. Really pumped about the trip, hashtag Hail State. Yeah, you're right, Rusty, you're right. Okay, you're going to actually spend a lot less by flying as opposed to driving and buying all that gas. But the thing is, it's so expensive. But the thing is, like, what if you went with a buddy and split the gas and then think of all the sights you would see? All the stuff you could see out in that part of the country driving around. Places you're just going to stop and get out and look around and go, wow, look at this. I mean, you're going to be 60,000, 30,000 feet. You're not going to be able to see any of that. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. You're right. Flying is the way to go. Rebel Godfather said, fly into Phoenix and rent a car. Phoenix to Tucson is a lovely drive. Okay. All right. Maybe that's what we're talking about right there then. Uh, thank you. Miko texts the show. What's up, Miko? He said, uh, Matt, my son is a huge Golden Eagle baseball fan and has hopes of playing there. And, Miko, you wanted me to ask Coach Barry about buying tickets. Here's the thing. <laughs> now, they've got a ticket office there at Southern Miss, and you're going to have to go through them. I do know that. And I'm sure you could look it up at, uh, you know, just, just Google Southern Miss Baseball or whatever. But the last time, not this time, but the last time prior to the regional that Coach Barry was on the show, I guess so last week, and they're getting ready to host a regional, and we knew that LSU was going to be there, and everybody was so excited, and they're number 11 seed. And I said to him that tickets are not a problem to sell right now, no trouble selling tickets. He's like, no trouble. And he goes, in fact, there are a lot of people that think I have anything to do with the tickets. <laughs> so people have been asking me. He said, I don't have anything to do with it. So it wouldn't have done me any good to ask him. Okay, so And, and I, I don't really know what to tell you specifically of where to go and how to get the tickets for those ball games. I really don't know what to tell you. If I did, I would tell you right now. But, um, you know, it might just be, you know, get on that Google Southern Miss Baseball, get on their athletic website. I go there all the time to look up stats and stuff. You'll find the athletics list, staff list, and just call somebody start asking around. They get you to the right place. If anybody listening knows of a web address or a phone number for their tickets or something that I could pass along to Miko, let me know and I'll text him back and just send it to him. Smokey said, good interview to the top. I'm excited for my Southern Miss friend. Smokey's a big Tennessee fan. Tennessee's in the driver's seat. Who's going up there? Oh, Notre Dame. That's right. Hey, let's do that real quick. Real quick, Smokey. Let me do that. I hadn't done this yet uh, on today's show. It seems late, doesn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> Here are the Super Regional sites and game times starting on Friday. You've got four different Super Regionals that will begin on Friday. The other four will begin on Saturday. So the Friday starting Super Regionals are Friday night, Notre Dame at number one Tennessee in Knoxville. Friday night, 5 Central, 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Is it okay with y'all if I just give you Central times? I'll just give you Central times. So Notre Dame at Tennessee at 5 on Friday. It's game one. At noon on Friday, it's it's Texas at East Carolina. Speaking of East Carolina, do you see? So that's Cliff Godwin, Mike Bianco's former assistant. He's coaching at his alma mater. He's doing a phenomenal job at East Carolina. Did you see where the kid for East Carolina hits the home run late in that game yesterday, and the home plate umpire kind of comes out and didn't shove him but sort of nudges him to get moving and run the bases as opposed to standing there admiring his home run? I thought it was totally fine. It was totally like he did it with total class. It wasn't like showing the hitter up, yelling at him, anything. He just he's behind him. He's like almost low key. I'm gonna the whole world's watching the ball. He is too. I'm gonna say, hey, get going. Because what you it's the umpire's job to keep stuff from bubbling over and tempers flaring and showing each other up, right? You know, to a degree. I thought it what he did was fine. Some people didn't like it. I know Cliff Goblin's on Twitter, he's like he didn't make a huge deal out of it. He's just like, well, why didn't he do that when they hit a home run and admired it? You know, I get it. But I thought what the umpire did was totally fine. It, he's not yelling at the guy. He's just, he kind of runs up behind him and gives him a little nudge as if to say, okay, get going. On your home run try, was obviously going to be your home run try. Much different, okay, than what that umpire did a few years ago with Elijah McNamee in the home run against Stanford in the Starkville Regional. Remember that? Or was it a super? Anyway, yeah, there, he hits a home run late. As soon as he touched the ball, everybody knew it was gone. Huge crowd atmosphere. And he did a bunch of fist pumping and jumping around before he got to first base. But by the time he got to first base, where the umpire was, he was already just jogging, and the guy chose to yell at him. I mean, it was really odd. Odd move by that particular umpire. I thought what the guy did yesterday East Carolina was fine. Y'all may have a different opinion. Okay, the other Friday Super Regionals. You've got Louisville at Texas A&M. That'll be at 7.30 Friday night on ESPNU. And then at 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon, you're going to have Oklahoma at Virginia Tech. Oklahoma beat Florida to get there. All right, so here are the four that will begin on Saturday. Let's go in chronological order. Get this, Saturday, first pitch at 10 a.m. Central Time, not Eastern. 10 a.m. Central Time, Arkansas at North Carolina. Then at 3 Central Saturday is Ole Miss at Southern Miss. And then there are two really late games Saturday night. It'll be 9.30 Central Saturday night, UConn at Stanford on the West Coast, and Auburn at Oregon State out on the West Coast. Of course, also, you'll have those Supers that started on Friday playing their game twos on Saturday also. And like like Notre Dame and Tennessee's game two is on ESPN, and 
So ESPN2 and ESPNU and all these games are going to be ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. So by the time you get – so Saturday, so Friday there will be four games going on. Saturday there's going to be eight games going on all over the place at one time or another, including way on into the night. And, man, I'm pulling for Butch Thompson and Auburn. I am pulling for the Auburn Tigers and Coach Thompson and Coach Dye and all those guys. Greg Dye, that's who, by the way. Greg, not Pat, but Greg. But, look, how am I going to stay up that late and watch that on Saturday night after a full day of mowing grass and all that other stuff? <laughs> How am I going to do that? I'm not going to make it. What is Ready Teddy trying to do? Teddy, what are you trying to do? He just texted Ole Miss to the top. <laughs> I love you, Teddy. Unnamed texter said, uh, you are not getting tickets to this unless you're an Eagle Club member, season ticket holder, or have one of those people buy it for you. Okay. Handyman also texted and said, I looked on the Southern Miss ticket office site. The cheapest I saw was 320 bucks single game ticket general admission. Ooh. It's going to be bananas in Hattiesburg this weekend. Who doggies? All right, a little bit of time left. We'll hit the phone lines, and then we'll hit our countdown of 90 teams in 90 days. It's college football and team number 88. We are 88 days away today from the opening Saturday of college football, and that's all coming up before I'm through with you. So y'all stick around here for just a few more in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me. The amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! <laughs> with the home team. we got the countdown of 90 teams in 90 days coming up. But plenty of time to get that in. That's coming up for you. College football countdown. We are 88 days away from the opening Saturday of college football. Big weekend of baseball coming up. So we have fun times around here. Let's hit the phone. The Divinity, well, not literally hit the phone. Phone's out there laying on a railroad track, sounds like to me. Rooster hanging on line one of the Divinity phone. What's up, Rooster? Hey, I just turned it in because I missed the show. But I heard you uh, come in and I heard you tell Linda the. Coach Berry, they need to enlarge Pete Taylor. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. It only seems 5,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too small. Well, it's too hey, small for Super League. Well, it, it, they could, here's a sad fact of the matter, right? Like it's, um, Southern Miss, it's not like Southern Miss and Southern Miss Athletics has just been flush with cash over the last five to ten years. But, that said, I'll give them the money. Okay, well, let's just say they did raise it. They could for a weekend like this. There's no question they could sell ten thousand. They might sell fifteen thousand if they had a place to put everybody. 
$20,000. Okay, but what I don't know, what I don't know, Rooster, is like what... $10,000 But, well, I know, but it's one weekend, and it's not often that you host a Super Regional, but what I'm saying is if they had the money and, and did invest it to expand Pete Taylor Park, I, don't you think that even the regular season weekends, they would sell more... They're selling plenty of tickets, I think, to justify raising the money to expand that place. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they've been averaging, but I'm just saying, if you want to host regions and super regions, you got to be bigger than five thousand. Got to um, be bigger. No way. I, did y'all have we mentioned my boy Tim Elko? Yeah, oh yeah, we've mentioned him. Okay. <laughs> and listen, bless your heart. I heard you mention the coach from Auburn. He ain't going to beat the Ducks. I'm sorry, the Beavers. The Beavers. But we're going to have four four SEC teams at, at Omaha. Okay. That's Ponto's prediction. Okay. Four SEC teams. And those Auburn are. Auburn one of them. Okay, so then Auburn they, is not so Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee, and then who's the other one I'm missing? Uh, you left out the oh, Aggies. That's right, Texas A and M. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. They're hosting. Right. Oh, fantastic! Can, can you imagine? Ole Miss following up Mississippi State win. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I can't see anybody beating Tennessee. But I know. Fantastic to get to that final. No I mean, that would be. No uh, I don't know if it's going to work out, but just fantastic season with the Golden Eagles and the Rebels in Hattiesburg. But just like you mentioned earlier, you can't get a ticket unless you're Golden Eagle, whatever yeah. it is. Right. There ain't going to be tickets open to the public. No. Mm-mm. Unless you want to go to Telescope, you know. <laughs> But well, hey, you know what would be, you know what would be an opportunity, um, and, and I'll just say this. And Rooster, I appreciate you calling. Thank you. It's good to hear from you as always. But y'all might remember years ago, uh, C Spire did the C Spire Bright Lights series of uh, ball games. Uh, we did they, we broadcast nationally high school football games, uh, rivalry games in the area and multiple states: Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama. Years ago, but one of the things they did is they had this big, huge mobile video board. It's like they'd bring a video board type thing that you'd see at a stadium, but it, they'd bring it in, and he'd have replay on it and video and everything. It was really cool. And and somebody, if they could figure out a way at Southern Miss to have some sort of mobile video board and have it at the stadium, but turn where people could just tailgate outside the stadium who couldn't get in but could see what's going on and sort of be a part of it, they would it'd be a fun thing for some folks. They'll have look, this is true. They'll have a lot of people on campus that'll tailgate and kind of just hang out that won't have a ticket to actually get in. It's true. And you do have to wonder if this doesn't spark, you know, a conversation of, hmm, wonder if this would be a good thing to fundraise on to specifically maybe do something with the Pete. Updated, add on, build this, build that, new facility. I don't know. I'm not enough of a athletics financial situation guru to know what they can and can't do. I don't subscribe to Sports Business Journal. I don't need it. <laughs> I might someday, but I don't now. So that's just that. All right. Team number, what is it? Team number 88. On the countdown of 90 teams in 90 days. Shoot this thing! Set your watch for 90. It won't be long. 90 days, Jerry! Come on! Shoot this thing! 
90 teams in 90 days. We are at team number 88 on the countdown. That means we are 88 days away from the opening, the big opening Saturday of college football, that first Saturday in September. 88, so it won't be long. All right, so team number 88 on the countdown from the Mountain West is... No, you don't know who that is. I did say they're in the Mountain West. That's a clue. That's a fight song for the Utah State Aggies. They are the Aggies. Pretty good fight song, don't you think? Uh, and by the way, Utah State will play the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa in week two of the season. It'll be their week two, Utah State's week two. It'll be week one for us. So in 88 days from today, Utah State plays Alabama in Tuscaloosa. However, they start the season the week before. They actually, Utah State actually begins the season, you know, their season hosting UConn on August the 27th. So you get an early look at them. And they will be televised, actually, because it's one of those first-week games uh, out there in the Mountain West. So Alabama is a non-conference for them. And their, their rival, I guess you could call it rival, I mean, they play it the last game of the season, is Boise State. And uh, Utah State is going to play at Boise State uh, this year. Either last year's Boise, I'm sorry, look at last year's Utah State team, a pretty good football team. They're a pretty good football team. They only lost three ball games a whole year. They won their bowl game, too. They beat Oregon State in the bowl game. So it's a pretty good football team out there. And they've turned out some coaches over the years, too. They've had some coaches that get hired away and, and uh, you know, go on and cash in and get big jobs. They started the season 3-0 and last year at Washington State. They beat them 26-23. Then beat North Dakota, beat Air Force, scored a bunch of points in those games. And then last year they played Boise in week four, lost to them bad, 27-3, then lost to BYU by two touchdowns. So they were 3-2 and two after their first five games, but sitting there at 3-2, and two, and then they went on a five-game win streak to run it out to 8-2. and two. They uh, That five-game win streak, they beat UNLV in Colorado State, beat Hawaii, put 51 up on them. Won back-to-back road games, New Mexico State and San Jose State. Scored a bunch of points. They lost to Wyoming. That was their last loss of the year, middle of September. But finished the year with wins on the road at New Mexico and at 19th-ranked San Diego State. You'll remember that 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 win at San Diego State was a big upset. San Diego State was right in the top 20, and Utah State went in there and beat them 46-13. to So they were a um, – did I say – let's see, three – Five, eight, I guess that was a Mountain West championship game. They beat San Diego State, right? Yep, so they were a 10-win team. They were 9-3 and three in the regular season. Go to 10 wins with the win uh, against San Diego State in their conference title game and then uh, win their bowl game. So they win 11 games. Their 11th win was Oregon State in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Didn't watch it. But that's a little bit of a glimpse at Utah State. Like I said, uh, yeah, somebody commented, Will commented on YouTube. He says, ah, they will be the Tide's 
Group of five sacrificial lamb game. Yeah, that's right. Utah State. Uh, 88 days from today. It'll be week two for them. It'll be the season opener for Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Saturday, September the 3rd. Okay, and, you know, Rooster called in about the attendance. Um, need to build on to Pete Taylor. I, you know, need, I don't know. I. It seems like it's a, and it's a great place when you have right field roost. I've been there for a game before when they had a lot of people there for a, uh, a game against Mississippi State. It was really a lot of people there. But, you know, the grandstand's nice, press box nice. I don't know much about the facility underneath, like what the teams use. Outfield is great. The way the whole thing works is it's just a great atmosphere for college baseball. And it seems like the right kind of fit for the way they and they sell a lot of tickets. They really support it during the regular season. You know, State and Ole Miss may be in the top five in college baseball attendance on average every year, but Southern Miss is in the top 15, top 20 every year. But it can grow. I mean, it really can grow. And somebody was pointing out that, like, Tennessee and Knoxville, their capacity is a little over 4,000. Texas A&M, their capacity is a little over 6,000 at, at what they call Bluebell Park there, so... You know, I don't know, but could they, for especially for weekends like this, if they had a bigger place, could they sell the tickets? You bet they could. No question. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. For Bill, I'm Matt, all of us here on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.